0: Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast.
1: This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Q.
0: And I'm M. How's it going? It's going. What's new with you?
1: Um, nothing much. It's been kind of a a flaky week. A flaky week? Yeah, like it's pastry week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> flaky and buttery week. I
0: thought you were making plans and nobody was showing up.
1: Um, I also do that. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> but um, that happens pretty. That happens on like bread week too. It also happens on like cake week. Right. Biscuits. Yeah. Right how's it, how's everything going with you
0: it's going no new baking
1: yeah me either no new baking yeah trying to try to slim down a bit oh <laughs> is that a thing um slimming down
0: yeah for you
1: uh sometimes oh, okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> now's the time to unslim yourself
1: yeah, I know. I mean, everyone's getting that, uh, what are they calling it, like COVID-15? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a good time to do that because no one's going to really judge you. I mean, right. the gym is closed. Right. You're not supposed to go shopping too much, so you kind of just eat what you have.
0: <laughs> yeah. All the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, suet.
0: Or not that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make but, uh, you slim down.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know if seaweed, it it's it's uh hard white fat, that's what they said it was, right?
0: Right. It's from the kidneys and loins.
1: Yeah, of a uh, sheep or cattle.
0: If I knew that was inside of a pastry, I would probably not eat it. Therefore, slimming down.
1: <laughs> it works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slimming down works out. Now we get into the episode. Let's all right in the intro they kind of go over the seven sins and they say they committed all of them i thought it was funny when they said they committed envy because deb (laughs) so howard's custard out of envy
0: (laughs) okay but did you notice they left one out they didn't talk about all seven they only talked about six
2: which one did they leave out
0: greed greed or avarice
1: oh yeah, that's a good do point.
0: You, do you think that was editing? Or do you think they just only covered six of them? Or do you think I just missed it?
1: <laughs>
0: um, I went back I, to watch it again, though, because I was like, I think they missed, left one out.
1: I didn't even notice that. Um, I think they just actually left it out because they were trying to think of examples in the show Yeah. of where like each one happened. But I don't know where Greed would come into play.
0: Mm. 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 It seemed like they didn't cover it, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. They did kind of gloss it over. And it worked on me. I didn't even notice
0: it. I mean, seven's a lot of things to keep track of.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's more than six, less than eight. Right. You know, seven. True. (laughs) Facts. Yeah.
0: Uh, Paul is wrath. Paul Paul is wrath. Yes. Yes.
1: No, no. Speaking of numbers, they say it's pastry week. And then uh, I think Mel quizzes Sue on the different types of pastry. There's six types.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we got your sweet crust, short crust, suet, puff, hot water crust, and chew, or shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Shoe. Yeah. Yeah, like you're putting on a shoe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had all all six types. I'm I'm sure I've had shoe. I probably have had. Whatever isn't pie. (laughs) What's in pie? (laughs) Have you had suet? No, I have not. Have you?
0: Not on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have it accidentally? I don't know. Maybe.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I want to try it, though. It sounds gross. I want to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into the signature bake. So okay. The, okay. The bakers are challenged to bring the an old fashioned uh, suet pudding mm. back up to date for the signature challenge. So yeah, suet is a hard, hard white fat that surrounds kidney and the loins of sheep and cattle. It's a very old fashioned uh, kind of like pastry. They this is the uh, yeah. This is this is
0: not the type of pudding we're used to.
1: No, right? no, we're we're used to like chocolate pudding
0: yeah <laughs> or like pudding pops like yes yes it's very different
1: yeah when i think when they say pudding over there it means like um a pie oh yeah mm. maybe because like you make a crust and you be putting things in it that makes perfect sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah apparently they don't make these uh sweet pies that much anymore It's not common for people to make suet pie these days.
0: Because they're slimming down.
1: Yeah, because they're slimming down. (laughs) Unless you're Christine's husband, and it seems like you get it pretty often. True. Yeah. True. Um, Paul says it needs to be crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. And he says stodgy suet pudding is revolting. Mm. (laughs) I could imagine that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get into the bakers okay so the first baker we have is becca uh becca is making a spring lamb and vegetable suet pudding with red currant gravy and uh interesting thing about her bake is that she's the only one doing a savory suet pudding Mm. is that correct
0: i believe so because they are given the option between sweet and savory
1: yeah i think everyone else does uh sweet yeah and she says she's inspired by wolf walsh flavors and uh, there's like tender meat in it. There's like veggies, and she parboils all these ingredients, which means like I think I looked it up, and it just means you pre-boiling it. Yes. Okay. And uh, she said she's doing that to reduce the liquid because if you just like put it in and boil the whole thing, mm. um, it's kind of like liquidy and too watery. Mm-hmm. And Mary did specifically say at the beginning of the challenge that they're uh, looking at how they handle the liquid. So overall, her bake is very good. The judges like it very much. This the flavor is very good. Um, the meat's very tender. The veggies are good. Mm-hmm. However, there's too much suet crust. Mm. They said that it's a it's a very large portion of suet. And she's like, "Well, my family, that's not really a large portion," <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, She makes that kind of joke, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, pretty pretty good suet um, pudding there. I don't. Never, I don't know about like boiled meat. Do you like boiled meat?
0: I would say that's not on the top of my list of how I would prepare meat.
1: Yeah, she's like <laughs> boiling the lamb. I'm Like, hmm. But maybe it's good.
0: Maybe it's good and nice and tender.
1: Boiled lamb. Yeah. More of a a grill. Yeah. And a guy. Same. But uh, same. I mean, it's a hit with the judges. The only thing they didn't like is the suit itself, which uh, yeah. Understandable. (laughs) A A little crusty. Yeah, a little crusty. And that is Becca.
0: All right. So we're on to our grandmother, Christine. And she is making a spotted dick with a kick with vanilla custard ice cream. So she's sort of playing it safe with her tried and tested classic. And as you mentioned before, she is very experienced with her suet pastry because it is her husband's most favorite dessert in the universe. Which is pretty big. (laughs) It's a pretty big place.
1: Nine whole planets. Or eight. eight. No, I think it's eight. (laughs) Pluto doesn't (laughs) count anymore, right? Oh, Sorry, Pluto. Yeah.
0: So Christine's doing it the traditional way. The same way that her grandmother used to do it. Which is rolled in muslin and then steamed. And throughout the scene, Christine and Mary kind of have this moment, right? Where they're kind of talking back and forth to each other. So she's... Mary's asking, like, how did she incorporate the fruit into the suet crust itself? And then Christine is saying, you know, she rolled it out and then put half of it in, rolled it out again, put the other half in, so that when you cut it, you're going to get more dough fruit than all the way through, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this, like, little moment, it, it seems like, where Mary is saying it's very simple, very classic, but it's got to be very good. And then Mary, and then uh, Christine says, that, Mary, I certainly hope so but we're (laughs) gonna find out
1: so we do find out
0: we do so during the judging paul notices immediately and uh, christine noticed too there's a bit of a split in it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: when it comes out and he asked like what happened and she said she's not sure so this is something that she's made plenty of times so it's kind of unusual for her to have that happen to her right
2: right
0: But Mary then says that, you know, it's got a beautiful texture. She clearly got the fruit all the way through and everything about that is right. And then Paul comments that it's moist. It's got good color, the ginger in there helps and the ice cream is perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's a really nice dish. And then he stuffs his face and he kind of just mumbles. It's delicious. It's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) So it must be good, right?
1: Yeah, Paul's the one doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And the that's the first uh, spotted dick of the evening, right?
0: That's true. The first one yeah. we're gonna get. Here's two. This is the traditional version.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so in this challenge, there's two spotted dicks mm-hmm. and two roly polies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm gonna go over Francis. Francis is making a figgy roly poly pudding with caramelized walnuts and honey ice cream. Mm. Sounds pretty delicious. In her pudding, she's using uh, baked ground almonds. And uh, they make a big deal about of, of her ice cream. Her ice cream has a hint of goat cheese. And they're like, ooh, how much goat cheese? That's kind of interesting for a flavor for ice cream. And she's like, it's just a little kid goat. Just a little kid. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little goat. Um, which seems kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, goat cheese and ice cream. I, never really, I mean, I guess it, it could kind of work. I never really thought about it. Could be a little pungent, yeah. I mean, goat cheese is kind of pungent, but it's also kind of silky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then at one point, when she's making it, uh, she gives Sue just some straight up like, I guess she's just mixing it into an ice cream. And at that point, there's a lot of goat cheese in the ice cream, so she yeah. gives them to Sue, and <laughs> yeah. Sue does. You can tell she is not. She is not enjoying she, it. She is making a face. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely making a face. Yeah. And when Ashley comes to judging um the ice cream probably uh you know was more well-rounded because the judges liked it very much they said the the goat cheese goes nicely with the honey you know that sounds like a good flavor combination and mm-hmm. uh, they said the ground almonds were very good they're like crispy uh, the fig was very good with all the ingredients it looked like a roly-poly however it wasn't over decorated and then they were like you know what you got substance and style this time Hey. good job uh, Francis yeah <laughs> I mean she was pigeonholed into like style over substance in the first like couple of yeah. episodes and now they're finally awarding her although how many times are they gonna mention that like all the times every single time she makes something is like is it style or substance style? I, I think that's kind of like her thing right yeah I think it, it definitely is her thing and since this is like there's only a couple episodes left they're gonna hone into what her faults are and then if she was able to overcome those faults
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh yeah first roly poly goes to francis and it is a success
0: yep pretty good pretty good so next we have our english teacher glenn and one of my favorites of course mm-hmm. and he is making a prune and arm okay i'm never gonna be able to pronounce this. armagnac putting yeah yep armagnac. it's an alcohol right yep okay with a boozy butterscotch sauce. <laughs> yep. Right? So he's using uh
1: prunes. <laughs> Does this sound good to you? Prunes? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm telling you, prunes don't sound good to me. I don't really like prunes.
0: But like alcoholic prunes?
1: <laughs> I mean that's better than regular yeah, better. prunes, right? <laughs> it's always better. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So anyway, obviously he's happy to be here because he got through some tough times last, you know, last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And he is using, so he used an interesting tin to do his with. It's like a cylindrical with ridges on it. Did you notice that? And it totally mm-hmm. encased it. It was like a melt loaf pan. Yep. <laughs> so it's not like most things where you have an open top. It completely encased his bake. So yeah. It, to me, it's kind of a risk, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> definitely why he was doing it.
0: You can't really see, like, what's happening, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in his Butterscotch sauce, he's making a, He's saying he doesn't mind a little bit of raw alcohol flavor, so you get a sense of what it is, right? But oh, he's yeah. trying to find a happy medium between both judges. So, <laughs> so he's trying to put in enough booze to keep Mary happy, because we know Mary loves her booze, right? But right. not that raw alcohol flavor that'll offend Paul, yep. right? So he seems pretty pleased with it, though, right? He seems uh-huh. pretty pleased with it. Um, when he opens up the tin though, some of it is stuck on the top, which obviously is not ideal because it looks like it's been messed with a little bit, right? Yeah. So he decides to try to cover it up by putting some sugar on it.
1: Always a good idea.
0: Yeah, except <laughs> it didn't work because when he put that on there, it just looked like it was oh, yeah. glaring white, right? Yeah, I remember so, that. <laughs> so then he decides he's gonna try to fix it again by um burning the top. That's not how you call it. But he gets a blowtorch, right? To,
2: to Blow torch? Yep. Yeah.
0: And it starts to burn, which makes it look even darker, right? But it, it's still standing out. So then he gets <laughs> those sugar spirals. He makes these sugar spirals, which was kind of clever because it looked like he put them around a knife sharpener.
1: So he yeah. makes these
0: spirals and then he covers the top of it with that.
1: <laughs> right? And that, so, I think that works.
0: Yeah. So several attempts to try to cover up the the uh, (laughs) error but overall i thought it looked pretty good you know what i mean like i thought it
1: looked good too
0: yeah so good effort by him so when it comes to judging mary comments first and she says surprisingly even for me there's too much alcohol in that (laughs) right which i don't think anybody saw that coming did you
1: i did not and i didn't see the next thing coming either right and then paul says i love it
0: (laughs) what is going on right And both of them basically say, both Paul and Mary say, well, that's
1: weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Freaky Friday situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And Sue comments, uh, have you been palate swapping this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) So that was a weird surprise, I guess. I didn't expect it at all. So Paul further comments that it's delicious, the textures, the prunes, it's all baked very well. And Mary commented that she was worried how much mixture that... He was going to put in the tin because she thought he'd put in too much and would give it a very close texture yeah but she said that sh- that he didn't and that the texture is just fine and at least as far as we saw nobody really call- called called them out on the top where it-, it got a little bit ruined so yeah overall you know not bad surprising yeah. uh response by the judges though
1: <laughs> yeah uh, next we have kimberly So Kimberly is making our second spotted dick of this uh, signature challenge. Yes. She is making a barberry and apple spotted dick with maple syrup and white chocolate custard. So on one end, we have Christine, who's making a very traditional uh, spotted dick. And uh, Kimberly is like, you know, I'm going for like a modern twist. (laughs) I'm going to replace the current with Persian berries. Mm -hmm. They're called barberries.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of those before.
1: Apparently, they're very uh, sharp tasting. And then she also is going to use a dried apple to absorb some of the liquid at the bottom of her spotted dick. Mm. Um, yeah, so they kind of uh, put her on the opposite end of Christine, mm-hmm. especially with the editing. Where mm-hmm. Christine's like, I'm going to go with traditional. And Kimberly goes, I'm going to go with modern twist. I'm going to, you know, make it my own and uh, change it up. Yeah. And I uh, I was, I was, hope, I was waiting for them, like, one of them to do, like, poorly and one of them to do, like, well. But then Christine, she she does well. And then Kimberly also does well. Yeah. So they both did well. Yeah. So during, yeah, during judging, they said that the, the twist was pretty good. And the flavors were very good and very interesting. There's, there's kind of like a sweet and sour kind of like compliment going on. Mm-hmm. With the barberries um, being kind of like sourish because they're very sharp, sour berries. And then the maple syrup and the chocolate custard kind of helping to balance that out. So it was, it's interesting. You know, how yin, yin yin kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they also said it was steamed beautifully. So, um yeah, both versions of Spotted dick doing well. The more traditional one and the more modern one with Twist.
0: Yeah, both of them did well, which is good to see. I like to see them yeah. do well, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I like to see them do well or spectacularly bad. <laughs> when it's kind of in the middle, it's kind of boring. I was like, That's true. Neh. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. Off to our ninja and student Ruby, (laughs) who is making our second roly-poly. She is making a plum jam roly-poly with ginger ice cream. And she's doing something different. She's using a vegetarian suet, which is made from palm oil and rice flour and sounds much more palatable to me. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I would definitely do the vegetarian version. I would do the vegetarian. (laughs) I would probably prefer eating the vegetarian version.
0: Yeah. This might yeah. be one of the only times where I would prefer vegetarian.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One hundred percent I agree. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. So not surprisingly, this is not something that she usually does, right? Nope. So when she's practicing this is the first time that she's ever made a suet pudding and the second time she'd ever eaten one. So she's only eaten pastry and suet pudding all week. So she's not been feeling very sprightly now. I'm assuming sprightly is like feeling up, right?
1: Yeah, she spent all the energy playing with her cat.
0: Right. So she got a new cat, Rupert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did. That she's been playing with and not baking. I feel like Rupert is a ruse, right? This is classic Ruby where she's you think saying... She
1: made up Rupert. <laughs> Rupert doesn't yeah. exist.
0: Yeah. Rupert <laughs> is a ruse and it's just an excuse where she's saying no not practicing not practicing
1: oh, are you fine. saying rupert is a ruby ruse yes <laughs> rupert ruby Ruse. <Roos. laughs> yes
0: <laughs> she does make a funny comment where she says oh, that she always knew she'd end up a crazy cat lady and it's finally <laughs>
1: happened he's <laughs> right. such a great ruser <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: so she says uh, as this goes on she doesn't feel any less stressed because the standards are getting higher you know so you just can't be making any mistakes and that's worry which is to me classic ruby still setting the table here for a low <laughs> bar right yep and when she's putting it together it's she says it looks how it's supposed to but it doesn't look like uh she doesn't know what it looks like inside but hopefully it's all right oh we know ruby we know it's it's good <laughs> we're on to you So when it comes to judging, Mary says, oh, it's absolutely beautifully flavored. It's lovely. It's quite close textured, but it tastes beautiful. Are you surprised by this at all?
1: No, I'd be surprised if, like, it was terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Paul follows up by saying he loves the ice cream. It's really good. He loves the plums that are going through it. And he'd have that if it was on a menu. So if it was on a menu, he said he would choose that, which <laughs> I think that's high praise, do not
1: you? Yeah, that's super high praise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So to no surprise, Ruby, who's been playing with a cat all week, not practicing, <laughs> turns out an amazing bake.
1: Yep. She is on a roll, Lee ly <laughs> her, her and Francis are okay. on a roll, Lee Poley. That, that
0: could almost be my funny of the week. <laughs> what this is this is in play <laughs> i choose what you said as my funny moment of the
1: week. everyone does pretty well this uh, signature um yeah. they said there's suit success all around so i think when the judges like think everybody's done well mm-hmm. like no 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 we can't have that we need to you know like have some faults here and then uh yeah i think that that's when they They go into the the technical (laughs) bake.
0: Yes. So on comes that daunting technical bake, which is a recipe of laser eyes herself. That's what they call her. Laser eyes Mary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I call her, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Sue sends Mary and Paul off to the love dungeon, (laughs) where she says that she'll tip him upside down and check he's not got a soggy bottom. <laughs> Make of that what pretty you good. will. Make of that what. Pretty you good. Will. Pretty good. Yeah. So our bakers are challenged to create eight perfect. Okay, help me out here. <laughs> Religiers, religieux,
1: religieux, religieux, religieux. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it doesn't get any easier, but it means "none" in French, and probably something oh, yeah. different yeah, yeah. the way I pronounced it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, none. None. None is the year say it looked kind of like a cream puff, a chocolate cream puff.
0: It looked like a cream puff, a little cream puff dipped in chocolate, sitting on top of a big cream puff that was dipped in chocolate with a ring of whipped cream between the middle of them.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, oh my gosh, how many more times do I have to try
1: to pronounce that? (laughs) None. We say none from now on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the none.
0: Yes. So it's a French classic made from choux pastry filled with creme pat. Can we say that instead of patissier?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, creme pat.
0: Creme pat. <laughs> Smothered in chocolate ganache and piped with whipped cream. They get two hours to do it. We get, a, we get a little uh, hint from the judges. Mary said, this is going to take careful baking. They first must make the choux pastry and they've got to get the right consistency. Hmm. It's gotta be stiff enough to pipe, right? They must yep. make the, cream, the creme pat. If the creme pat is too runny, it'll just ooze out. But if it's too yep. stiff, they can't get it out of the piping tube. And Paul comments that the ganache also has to be done carefully as well. And Mary said it's tricky to get that wonderful shine on it. So this mm-hmm. is without a doubt a difficult technical challenge. And she calls them out by saying they had it easy with the suet crust. And this is going to sort them out. <laughs> so this is it
1: yep this is it um yeah i think it was a good i mean if everybody does well during round one and everybody else does well during the technical mm-hmm. and everybody does well during the show software that's no fun <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not a good episode that means the challenges went hard enough true so yeah i mean it was good to see like their their piping skills and yeah i mean we saw some runny like rummy Crumpads. I didn't see I didn't see one where like it was too they hard couldn't to get, get on it that, out. I yeah, yeah, I mean they they, they yeah, everybody aired on the runny side. Yeah. Mary called it though. I mean these
0: components were very important and it was a struggle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So speaking of struggle, I'm gonna go over <laughs> the bottom three. So in last place, sixth place, we have uh Christine. Um kind of uncharacteristically Yeah. But- it seems like a tried and true recipe and I think Christine's pretty solid with her tried and true recipes right but uh, when she was making her shoe buns mm-hmm. um, and she put them in the oven she said this is there's no rise in my shoe and this is the first time that's ever happened before mm-hmm. so uh, she caught some bad luck and yeah there was no rise in her shoe and I think she overcompensated by baking them longer mm. and uh, the judges definitely noticed this they're like well your shoe buns are burnt and they're irregular in size but she definitely had problems, which is why she's in sixth place.
0: Yeah, burnt. She...
1: Yeah. And in fifth place, um, uncharacteristically as well, we have Frances. Yeah. Frances is not doing well. No. Um, th- her biggest issue was that her hat was runny. So, uh, definitely something to work on there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In fourth place, also uncharacteristically, <laughs> <laughs> is Kimberly, who's usually pretty solid. And Kimberly, at the beginning of the segment, she said, it's actually very simple. I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> yeah, that but, uh, was
0: fascinating.
1: Yeah, I mean, Christine and uh, Kimberly seemed pretty confident in the beginning when they announced it. But, yeah, um, yeah. It just didn't turn out well for them. No. Kimberly's uh, shoe was kind of irregular. Mm-hmm. And then the creme pat, um, although the creme pat was good, the shapes were all over the place for her uh, shoe bun.
0: Right, right. I feel like she's that normally is, very uh, confident, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think so too. But um, I mean, I think both Kimberly and Christine came in confident and it's just like there's a small like margin of error and it just happened to be like errors for them. Mhm.
0: Mhm. All right, so I'm going to cover the top 3 and in third place we have Glenn. Yep. <laughs> so Glenn said he's eaten plenty of these but he's never made one. And he does, he does kind of funny when he's talking to himself. He's like, what have I done? Calm down, Gwen. Yeah. Get it together. I always think it's fun when you say your own name, like you're talking to yourself when
1: you're trying to. Oh, like third person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he ends up having to do it over again, right? So he's on his second run. And batch two is a, is a little bit better. So when, uh, one, when it comes down to the judging, Mary says, these are very tall nuns, aren't
1: they? <laughs> which is of a course. good thing right which is a good thing yeah of course When you're eating Glenn, a- Glenn's always big He's always, right. he always gives you a lot
0: yeah, yeah. go big or go home <laughs> alright so there is an, a bit of an issue with the with the creme pat Mary says it's runny so he yeah. has a runny creme pat the flavor is good and the shoe pastry is crisp and we don't get any comment from Paul
1: yeah so we actually, I actually thought Glenn was going to place worse in uh, third place
0: he was struggling really bad right
1: yeah it looked like his cramp hat looked the worst of anybody's when they were like making it yeah yeah but then uh he ended up being top three so i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so number two we have ruby so she comments that she knows what it's supposed to look like so that's a good start Uh, she says she's terrible at piping absolutely abysmal at piping Classic ruby, ruby. Classic, classic
1: ruby classic ruby <laughs> <laughs> we're on I'm you i'm terrible at right? this i've only eaten it We <laughs> right. probably made it last week
0: <laughs> so let's let's take a vote who thinks ruby's actually decent if not like above average <laughs> at piping
1: i do yeah i think she's i think she's i mean she probably piped to rupert he probably just piped yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has all these piped cats around her space <laughs> oh my gosh that would be amazing all right so when it comes to judging mary does say that the piping is poor around the outside so maybe she isn't that. Yeah,
1: maybe, that. maybe you know yeah. uh... but
0: i'm sure she's okay right i think her flaw was so everybody did Sort of a stream, like an even stream of piping around, but she sort of had like these little dollops.
1: Yeah, I I saw that. So
0: I think that was part of the flop. Paul says it tastes good, and (laughs) Mary says the creme pat is a good consistency, which is good because a lot of people had runny creme pats, right? Yeah. Yep. So that leaves us with number one, Becca. So even though she's made choux pastry quite often this is making her physically sick like the stress <laughs> it's the stress right yeah uh she does something kind of funny because when she makes shuban she does it in a ball but the recipe says pipe round discs so this is different for her and then in classic strategy she looks around the room to see like what everyone else oh, is yeah. doing yep. yeah it's always
1: the best technique in which the is pretty good
0: yeah so when it comes to judging paul says these are pretty good mary says the creme pat is just the right consistency and holds the whole thing together so do you think she's getting a lot of cred for her creme pat based upon everyone else's yeah, i
1: think so
0: yeah it seems like it huh mm-hmm. so paul says the chocolate looks good they all look pretty even there's nice pipe work on the outside and he likes it likes it enough number one to put in number one yes I want to say something to you that I've noticed and when they're doing these technical challenges, right, they go mm-hmm. through the numbers, like they judge everybody and then they go through, they're like at number four, we have this person. At number three, we have this person. And then when they get to number one, do you notice that they say, and who is number one? But there's only one person left.
1: Uh, I think they like, so they should, to, like, they, announce should
0: themselves. <laughs> they should know, right? <laughs> it always yeah. it always makes me laugh when they're like and who is this one <laughs> but there's only <laughs> like one person yeah they don't do it every time but sometimes they do do it it's and when funny. they do do it yeah. it makes me laugh <laughs>
1: so. all right yeah yeah i think um the technical definitely sorted them out
0: it did that was <laughs> tough right
1: yeah that's pretty good <laughs> i think it's the timing too true true it was different all right, right? Yeah, we're going to the showstopper let's do it and this one is a doozy so the showstopper <laughs> challenge the bakers only have four hours and they need to make three different types of puff pastries so um 12 each one must be filled one has to be iced and then the final one is kind of their choice mm-hmm. and yeah not a lot of time to make like um plus 12 times of three 36 different <laughs> pastries That's a lot. yeah and they remind them, you guys are picking for a place in the quarterfinal. final You know, just adding on the stress. Pressure. <laughs> yeah. And um, they explain some stuff about, uh, like, full puff pastry. Not a lot of people take the time to actually do a full puff pastry. Mm. It's very time consuming. And it's the same amount flour and butter. So, uh, that's how you get your COVID-15 right there, right? <laughs> a full puff pastry. It's okay. half flour and half butter. That's a crazy, like, proportion.
0: That is. That sounds yeah. Up, delicious.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it, looked, it looked a lot better than the, the sewer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would totally eat the showstopper mix over the signature mix. Right, right. Right. So going over our first baker, we have Becca. So Becca is making nectarine and frangipan squares that are chocolate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hazelnut volley bones mm-hmm. with strawberries. And uh, creme milfouille. How, how do you say that? Yes. Milfui, milfui.
0: That's what I'm going with.
1: The so milfui is kind of like um pastry that's kind of like in like a, a rectangle. It was kind of like a sandwich dish.
0: Yes, they're in, they're kind of layered. Yeah. They're layered.
1: Yeah, they're layered. They're right. definitely layered. Right. Yeah, and the other pastries are more traditional pastries um during dredging. The judges don't spend a lot of time at Becca. They say the all pastries have a nice rise. So she did good in making her pastry and folding in the butter. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the flavors were very good. The pastry was flaky and good. Uh, chocolate was good. Hazelnut was good, and um, the creme uh, the cream mille was very good. However, they had one one flaw in her show uh, showstopper that they didn't like at all was that there was no glaze on the pastry and mm. she didn't really do much work on the finishing yeah so it kind of looked pale and it kind of didn't look professional yeah so uh i mean other than that, she did pretty good it's just like presentation wise there wasn't a nice shine it wasn't a nice finish to it
0: they're splitting hairs i mean we're getting down to the nitty-gritty yeah, they ha- right
1: i think they have to split hairs because yeah. eventually at the end of the episode they had to send somebody home and if they like send someone home and they, they didn't criticize them mm-hmm. It would be kind of, I don't know, that would be kind of unfair, I guess.
0: Right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> amazing bake. You're going home. Yeah. <laughs> because all the bakes were amazing. We yeah. have to
1: choose somebody. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So our next baker is Christine. She's making an Eccles cake, fresh mm-hmm. fruit baskets, and mm-hmm. lemon cream eton mess milfoy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. And we do learn that milfway means a thousand leaves. Oh yeah, because it it's super
1: flaky, <laughs> or, I guess.
0: So when she's doing her mix for an cake, she says that when she was a kid, they used to call them
1: fly pie, which sounds horrible. Fly? Yeah, pie? I don't want to eat a fly. What do you
0: think about <laughs> when you hear fly pie?
1: I think about like a, a fly landing on my pie, and oh. I'm eating that pie after. <laughs> With the fly intact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think of?
0: I think, I think of a... I don't want to say it. I think of a cow patty with flies on it. <laughs> oh. Ew. That's what I think of when I hear fly pie. But that's probably not what she's talking about.
1: No. Okay, moving on. Moving on. So Christine
0: makes a little bit of a speech which makes me nervous right Mm
2: -hmm. so she's
0: she kind of talks about like she's just gonna do her best like the best she can and if she's done that she'll be happy does that kind of bring a certain kind of feeling to you when somebody makes a speech like that
1: yeah it kind of makes you feel like they're ready for a disaster (laughs) it does right it's
0: kind of like i feel like they're I wouldn't say giving up, but they're just saying, like, I'm going to just do my best. It's like winning is not a priority here, which makes me a little nervous because I think she's got the goods to win it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So right before judging, she says, if I get through, I'll be thrilled. And if I don't, I couldn't have done any better than I've just done. That's all I wanted to do. That's not what I want to hear from Christine at this point of the competition. (laughs) Not what I want to hear.
1: It's like safe distancing. You're kind of distancing yourself to, if it's bad, then you kind of prepared yourself for like the badness. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a way to keep your keep your emotions safe. That's true.
0: Maybe it's working for her because I'm sure it's a very stressful situation, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would be super stressed.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that Eccles cake. Mary says it's a lovely traditional recipe, which Christine is good at, right? Mm-hmm. Just like she's done before with her suet pudding. So, Mary says they're well-baked. The currants are nice in there. It's got a nice glaze on top. Paul chimes in. He says it just tastes good. The flake is good. And he thinks that it works. So, that's pretty good overall. Then, we have the tasting of the lemon cream éton mess (laughs) (laughs) milk. Yep. Those are all (laughs) words. (laughs) You know that thing? (laughs) Yeah. Mary says that she does not know how well... Raw fruit goes with a milfui though. Hmm. Mm. Although she does say that the pastry is very good. So that leaves a little room for disaster. And then onto the fresh fruit baskets, Mary says, now these look beautiful. It's very delicious. Paul says that the baskets are unique. They all look very uniform. Great color, great puff, great flavor. So I think that was a good finish.
1: Yeah, she slam dunked that basket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, you could be
0: winning my funniest moment of the episode. <laughs> we got the
1: and one on that basket. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so next we have Frances, um, Mr., Mrs. Style. And uh, Frances was installed by a musician named Edith Piaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and she decided to make all of her bakes for this showstopper music-themed, which seemed pretty cool. Really cool. So she's making French uh, flamboyant cream horns, sheet music mille and bass clef palmiers, which uh, are palmiers like piano keys. That's what it looked like to me.
0: No, that that was the bass clef one.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, What is the bass clef?
0: The bass clef, so there's, when you look at the musical, like sheet music, Mm -hmm. there's... A treble clef and then there's a bass clef. Oh, okay. so the bass yeah, clef right. looks sort of more like a C. Okay,
1: gotcha. <laughs> right? I don't know if I'm explaining yep. it right. No, that okay. makes sense. Okay. So, uh, Frances says she really likes making pastry and she uses the traditional French method, which I think works out for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also remarks that she likes being in the front during a stressful supper. So she does have to see everybody else stressing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be an advantage or a disadvantage, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're in the back and no one knows what to do, but one one baker is doing really well, mm-hmm. you can kind of like see how they're doing and judge yourself, and, you know, mm-hmm. pick up some techniques or copy some uh, techniques. But I guess for the technical, it's nice to be in the back. But for something like the showstopper, you can just be in the front and do your own thing and not mind anyone else. You're the only one in the room. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: good point
1: so during judging uh the judges like her showstopper very much they said her design is very impressive her cream horns are superb um they were like a little bit more brown but overall very good her milk and her palmiers both have good flavors and uh i think mary says i'll go for that which is a good compliment <laughs> i'll go for that yeah so, uh, yeah, Francis, um, I hate to bring it up, but both style and substance in the She
0: did well. She did well. Yeah. Good comeback. All right. So, next we have Glenn, fan favorite, at least
1: of me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Just me? Yeah. No, he's a fan favorite. Me and you are fans of the show. We like Glenn. Right. So, we could call him fan favorite Glenn. Right. <laughs> right. For a little, just a little, a couple more minutes. We'll call him fan favorite Glenn. Right. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> so Glenn's making caramelized apple and marzipan tartlets, chocolate elephant ears, mm-hmm. and passion fruit milfui. Yep. So he makes a funny comment. He says, "Frankly, anybody who has a life or a job or a family or friends <laughs> doesn't do this often."
1: Yeah, the full puffs. Right. Yeah.
0: So. Then, though, he he brings in the inverted or inside-out puff method. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than folding the butter on the inside of the dough, he's rolling the dough inside the butter, right? Yeah. So Paul questions him. He says, so you're always going to have butter on the outside, which makes sense based on how you would do it the other way, right? And then... Yep. And then Glenn says, it's very hard to tell, <laughs> which is not <laughs> a good answer. It's not a good answer. He says, curiously, after the first two turns, the outside doesn't feel like butter. It sort of feels like dough. <laughs> hmm. Does this sound like it's going good for,
1: for Glenn right now? When you're getting into like an argument with Paul. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Paul just straight up comes out and says, I'm not convinced. He says the traditional way gets good results, which, <laughs> which Glenn doesn't deny. He says, no doubt. <laughs> so we're going to see. Glenn, you know, he's, he's definitely feeling the skepticism, but he hopes to prove them wrong with his technique. And we're going to find out. So during judging or pre-judging, he says that he never wants to go through four hours like that again. <laughs> He had a rough bake. He had a rough bake. They look shocking, but he was happy that he had 12 portions and some of them aren't too bad. And he believes that it should be enough to keep him in the competition. So his words. <laughs> so let's talk about those chocolate elephant ears. Paul says, yep. <laughs> first thing out of Paul's mouth is, well, this is that magic pastry, isn't it? <laughs> 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 says I'm not convinced. It's more like a sweet paste than a rough puff. Mm. Mary says it's a buttery, rich pastry, but we don't have the layers, which we kind of expected when Glenn said that it doesn't always have the butter on the outside. Right after a while, it just feels like dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul follows up by saying you haven't got the flake, and Mary says they don't look appetizing, do they? I've noticed that Mary, when she makes comments, does a lot of rhetorical questions. Yeah. She comments
1: via a question. We didn't do a good job, did we? Right. (laughs) Obviously, we didn't, Mary. (laughs) Right. Glenn's like, Am I supposed to answer that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Then Paul just straight up comes out and says, They look awful. He says, Look at that. (laughs) And then he he says, You don't need me to tell you. (laughs) This is not a rhetorical question. You don't need to tell me. And he also said the cinnamon was very strong, so not great, not great. Then on to the passion fruit milfoy, Paul says the flavor is all right. Mary gives a mmm. And then Paul says it's cream with icing and pastry in between. What's not to like? I guess that was rhetorical, (laughs) but they do look hideous. And I guess uh, Glenn did did answer that (laughs) because he's like, yeah, agreed. Paul says they're a mess. And they look like they've been dropped.
1: Dang. Does it get any harsher than that? That's pretty hard. No. Paul was uh, demonstrating the rap of Paul. That's right. <laughs> the, that's right. <laughs> he came into play. The that's full right. rap of Paul. And finally,
0: we have the caramelized apple and marzipan tartlets. Mary says, these look really pretty. But when she sees Paul scraping at the bottom, she says, oh, dear. <laughs> so that didn't last very long. So Paul comments that they, they look borderline raw as well. But yeah. Mary says the flavor of the apple and the marzipan is lovely, but the pastry underneath isn't quite cooked. And Paul leaves him by just saying, hugely disappointed.
1: Yeah, pretty rough. Rough. Rough puff fans.: Yeah. <laughs> um, so next we have Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly comes into this uh, show very confidently. And I, th- I think i learned from this that she's a good planner yes because when um everyone else is kind of like scrambling and frantic she's only one she was out there was like i think i might be actually ahead of time was that which crazy was kind of, yeah <laughs> that's like a first She's like saving time and i think she's the only like baker to be ahead of time on like a showstopper bake yeah and she was checking her butter and uh, she had time to make like a stained glass caramel which looked really cool but, uh, yeah, Kimberly seems always, you know, in control of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, During judging, it was just kind of a mixed reveal. I think more on the positive side. But they said uh, generally her Mio Fui had a great flake. Um, wait, did I tell you why she's making it? I don't think so. Okay, so she's making hair, uh, <laughs> malt, and butterscotch Mio Fui. Yes. Which the judges said had a great flake. Um, They liked the flavor. Uh, she's making blackberry and lemon verbena creme brulee custard tarts mm. that's so many words it is <laughs> <laughs> blackberry and lemon verbena creme brulee custard tarts <laughs> um they like the judges like this too they said the pastry was good however she had some caramel in it yeah and uh, they, they said the caramel um if she was gonna put it in it it should be crushed right they didn't like that it was just like flat caramel i guess tough to eat yeah tough to eat which i can understand and finally, she's making a fig, orange, and thyme galette, which they said uh, they generally like the flavor of it as well. I guess she hit the flavor marks, but um, I guess the pastry wasn't really bonded mm. on it. It was kind of like, uh, I guess it was kind of loose. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like one whole like unit. So uh, some criticisms there, but generally pretty good for Kimberly. I feel like she's going in expecting
0: more than what she's getting out of it. Do you? yeah I think so too so maybe she's um, just not performing to her very best of what we're used to seeing. Would you say that?
1: yeah I think she's the opposite of Ruby, where she goes she's kind of overconfident <laughs> she's be, overconfident yeah. yeah she's like she tells everyone she's like, I've done this before, I have a lot of time. I'm on top of things and then um uh, the judging lately has been kind of like shortcomings,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: so it's like I see her and Ruby as like the opposite uh strategies. That's true, and she's a psychologist, right? So she, maybe
0: she's not playing the right mind games. Yeah, <laughs> with, which is
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she needs some time with a cat, <laughs> a piped cat. Yeah, piped cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So speaking of Ruby, Ruby is making raspberry and passion fruit mille caramelized mm-hmm. apple lattice, and Yum. Portuguese custard tarts. Yep. So in the beginning, Ruby is commenting that it's. It takes forever and we don't have forever today and that's what's worrying so we know that she's laying down the foundation for a tough bake which is what she does (laughs) right yep so it looks like she's gonna do not like she doesn't have the planning right and mary calls her out by saying i think you're winging it (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah. (laughs) yeah Right, because they ask her, like, are you going to assemble and cut or cut and assemble? And she's like, she doesn't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Mary yeah. calls her out. But she does say, I'm trying not to wing it. And she's done a lot of practicing, but there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. Right?
1: <laughs> so Very, very typical. I mean, if you told me, I think she did the exact same comment on, like, an episode or two ago. Where she'll suffer.
0: Yes. Yes. So even though she's done a lot of practicing, Paul says, good luck, but are you going to be all right for time? And then Ruby does Ruby, and she says, I'm going to be really pushed for time. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So that's good. That's good. She has a little interactions with Mel where they're talking about how stressed out she is. And then Mel asks her, do I need to slap you now? (laughs) And then Ruby says, save it save it for like the last five minutes because that's when everything's just going to really go wrong so that's what we need that's what we need right mm-hmm. and at the very end she actually does call out to mel because mel i think was yeah. talking to francis
1: yeah she's like Mel, no, Mel, no, i need a knife.
0: yeah so she <laughs> comes over mel comes over to ruby and tells her to get a grip she's like get a ready grip <laughs> and then goes back. Like, okay yeah she goes back to francis and says like i promised her that i would do that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good
0: stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the judging on Ruby is a little bit odd. We get sort of some basic comments. So Paul just kind of overall says they look a bit untidy. The raspberry and fresh passion freshen fruit? What is that? That's like that's like when scooby doo says freshen <laughs> fruit. Fresh and fruit? <laughs> fresh, and fruit? <laughs> fresh and fruit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The raspberry and passion fruit milfui, the caramelized apple lattice, right? Yeah. To that and then he says the tarts are technically burnt mm. so not such a good look overall and then i don't know about you but i only saw them really eating the tarts
1: <laughs> which were like the they didn't spend ones. a lot of time on ruby they kind of just went over her pretty quickly
0: yeah yeah so mary says that the custard isn't overcooked uh, looking from the side there's no bubbles in there so that's good paul says that actually tastes really nice and then Mary finishes up by saying it's a pity that they're a bit messy, quite a lot messy, but they do taste mm-hmm. good. And then she says, Well done. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. What do you make of all that? And we got very think, little.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the judging was like like ten minutes long. But the edit, the editing, they just like took bits and words out of like every sentence and just edited them together. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like all over the place.
0: It could be. It could be. Yeah.
1: But I mean, they didn't spend a lot of time on her, so you know that she wasn't in trouble. Or she wasn't gonna win Starbaker.
0: Yeah. Did it seem like there was really only one person on the bottom when they were talking?
1: Yeah. So okay. th- um, I'm a, I'm gonna get into the okay. like uh, the showstoppers are all over, and they're sitting around and talking. And they said, who did well this time? So they said, oh, well, uh, Freca is doing well. Right. They didn't say Freka, but yeah. <laughs> Frances and Becca, right. who are the same person sometimes, mm-hmm. they're they're doing well. Um, they're in line for Starbaker, and they say, well, who's gonna, you know. Maybe go home. And They say Glenn right off the top <laughs> has been struggling. Yeah, yeah, and then they say Christine, um, she struggled in uh, I think the technical a little bit, mm-hmm. but she like redeemed herself with the showstopper. Right. So when they asked her, they asked the judges the question of who did bad, they said Glenn, <laughs> and then they said Christine redeemed herself. Right. So obviously, like it didn't really like it wasn't. Uh, it, it was anti climatic and who they're gonna send home. Yeah. So they you know, they gather everybody and they announce Star Maker. It was just Francis, you know, Francis did good this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Rolly polies and especially the music theme show software, I think uh really made her stand out.
0: Yeah, that was nice.
1: And then um unsurprisingly, Glenn has to go home.
0: <laughs> Our friend Glenn.
1: Yeah. He's the only one that did badly on the like just all bad on the showstoppers yeah yeah and he did he didn't do well on the the signature i believe Uh, he did he did decent okay on that yeah Yeah.
0: he did decent i think it's just a
1: showstopper then mostly the showstopper yeah because he got third in the technical
0: yeah he did
1: yeah but i guess everyone was kind of like even footing so the showstopper would like be you know the one that matters most which happens a lot of these episodes
0: yeah tough breaks
1: yeah, so, yeah, sad to see Glenn go. Um, he was a fun guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, very sad.
1: I like how he made everything big. He did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that is uh, the episode. Um, we have five Baker's left, is that right? Five. Yeah, five. Yep. In the quarterfinal. Uh, no guys in the quarterfinal. No. No dudes. No. Glenn was the last of them. Yep. So, yeah um yeah it's the quarter final already which is pretty exciting shall we go into our segments let's do it what was your funniest moment of the episode
0: okay my funniest moment of the episode was so i don't know if you know this or not but i watched the show with subtitles on Mm -hmm. because it's not i don't know that oh okay i watched the show with subtitles on because it's not an american show and it okay. helps and it helps me. It actually helps me. It doesn't help with my pronunciation, obviously, because <laughs> I still can't do it. But it helps me identify some of the items that they're they're making, right? Because it's a little bit difficult. At least for yeah. me it is. So I'm watching the show and there's the subtitles are on, and there's a scene where Mel is talking to Francis about how the atmosphere in the tent is different. No one is talking, you know, to one another. They're focusing on what needs to be done. But sometimes my, what my subtitles do is they tell me who is talking, like who's actually talking. And during the conversation between Mel and Francis, my, when Francis was talking, my subtitle said Becca.
1: No. Yes, did it really? Yes. So Freca,
0: <laughs> so Freca oh, like, lives. Even my subtitles <laughs> can't tell them a yeah.
1: <laughs> Netflix. If we gets Netflix, like, confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. It said Becca was talking. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, so it's not just us. No, no, it's a thing. Okay, Freca is a thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, frecca is one. Of, we have it verified now. Definitely a thing. That's great.
0: <laughs> all right. So, what is your funniest moment?
1: Uh, we talked about it earlier. Rupert the cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ruby spent all the last week playing with a cat. <laughs> And not practicing her baking. Oh, it's just pretty funny. The alibi. The alibi. Yeah. And do you think, like, she has a pet name for Rupert, Rupee. So they're, like, Rupi and Ruby?
0: Oh, could be. I mean, that makes or sense. Or
1: and, yeah, I don't know. Ruben and Rup? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. What was your favorite bake of the episode?
0: I'm gonna go with Francis's showstopper it just looked amazing didn't yeah it? i'm going the same one okay <laughs>
1: yeah yeah we're on the same page okay um even though i don't know what a palmier is it still looked delicious <laughs> i would eat it it
0: all looked good
1: yeah and plus it looked like it would sound good <laughs> Right. <laughs> if if I didn't have
0: that subtitle as my funny of the week, you would win all of my funnies of the of the week. <laughs>
1: thanks, thanks. I didn't know little red play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Quarterfinals. Next week. Okay. It's prediction time. Who do you have coming out on top star bigger?
0: Well, last week I tried to say Kristen, but that wasn't a good name. So I think we ended up with what was it? Glistine, right? It was Christine. Yeah, Christine. <laughs> yeah. So Christine's still in it. So I feel like she's giving us that speech, but she still has the heart of a lion and she's going to come through. So I'm going to say Christine. Wait, do I get to pick winner and loser? Or what am I doing?
1: No, no, no. you're picking uh, Starbaker and who goes on. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So I'm going with Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever watched the show before? Now, isn't there a point where like three people... I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. All right, so I'm going with Christine for the win. And going home, this is normally when I pick Chetna, right?
1: (laughs) But she's not available, so.
0: Yeah. Gosh, it's tough.
1: Becca. Wow. You said, gosh, it's tough, and you said Becca immediately (laughs) after that. (laughs) Like, there was no breaking sentence. Gosh, it's tough, Becca.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I don't put my... (laughs) my punctuation in the right place when i talk so i'm going with christine for the win star baker becca is going home
1: all right so we have a cracker or a bristine yeah. For your prediction yeah exciting times
0: i'm looking forward to it
1: yeah um That was our episode, everybody. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, Catch us next time when we go into detail on this exciting quarterfinal. Thanks for listening, and we hope you guys all stay safe out there. Eat some, uh, what's that? Suet? Suet.
0: (laughs) Take the vegetarian option if it's available.
1: Yeah, yeah. Play play with your cats, everybody. Bye. (laughs)